Hello, everyone, and welcome back to HOA It's a True Story. Today, I'm speaking with Chris Sigler, who's previously been on our show. Chris is the owner of CL Sigler and Associates Construction Management. Chris and I recently wrote an article about skyrocketing construction costs, leaving HOAs to cope with underfunded projects. We wanted to kind of give you an update today on where that currently is and why. Chris, thank you for joining me again, and welcome back to HOA It's a True Story. Thank you very much. I think people are surprised by this whole material increase and how it's really spiraled high, but it's actually been going on for a while. Of course, I know that when we first started doing our research about this quite some time ago, it all leads back to shelter-in-place orders from March of 2020, when everything shut down, right? They shut mills down, the lumber down, the truckers down, everything came to the screeching standstill. And then when they started to come back online, it was taking them a while. And construction projects only had a little blip there for three, four weeks before construction kind of went back online again, trying to help everybody. How long do you feel like your projects were shut down during that time? It it Actually, in some cases, it was maybe even a a month because it wasn't as if as soon as they said, okay, ready, go, everybody arrived the next moment uh, because there was, there were a lot of restrictions and, and uh, regulations and rules and all of that. And we needed to get the, make sure that they had their protocols down and all that. So it really did kind of slow a lot of things down. Yeah. We were shut down for what, three or four weeks. It was about a month. But I think it had more like a two or three month impact from my it view. It didn't really just ramp right back up. It oh, took no. a little bit of time to get right. all the COVID restrictions in place and get the boards on board <laughs> with everything. Yeah. So during this time, Home Depot and Lowe's and these other big box lumber type hardware stores, they had record earnings in 2020 and it was attributed to the do-it-yourselfers. And I know that everybody thinks, okay, it can't be that much of do-it-yourselfers. But if you take 328 million people and everyone takes at least one trip to the hardware store because now they've been sitting at home and looked at their paint and their baseboard and maybe this needs to be fixed. And I think the wives pulled out the old honeydew project list and dads decided they didn't want to be part of the homeschooling. <laughs> so they started doing the projects. <laughs> but right. that you know, actually I mean, was crazy. Given a choice, you know, if you, you want to join in the, the homeschooling or you want to like build something cool, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> well, it, it did lead to a really big spike in consumer spending, about six and a half percent. But production at this time was decreasing because everybody was shut down and they couldn't get mobilized back up very quickly. So it decreased like eight or 9%. So you already were working at a deficit of supply and demand. So when we wrote about these statistics, this was kind of around March of 2021. They were numbers that we were looking at that were reported from January of 2020. 
2021, right? Right. So since then, this situation has now become really real, and it's in the public's eye, it's on the news, it's in the pocketbook, and we're really seeing what we referred to in the article is called the bullwhip effect. The bullwhip effect, for those of you who have never heard that expression, I guess it it's also kind of a pebble in the pond where one thing you do has an effect that just keeps going in a chain reaction. So in our case, we saw where one component, which we really saw start with maybe lumber, was having a hard time between the tariffs, the shutdowns, the mills, the lumberjacks, trying to get all that. It then transferred and started creating problems all the way across the board. Or you could say the bullwhip effect was partly the tariffs that were imposed from China, and then the Chinese materials quit arriving in a timely way due to COVID. And so then all of a sudden, we weren't getting everything we needed to fulfill our product and material requests. So the auto industry saw it where they could build a car, but then they couldn't get the chip for the computer in the car. So they had the the cars assembled without the chips. You know, I remember also there was another big impact that was called a silent killer, literally and figuratively, and that is the, the freeze in Texas. Um, yes. So many of the raw materials that are made up of most coatings and paints in the entire uh, American-made market, the raw materials, a uh, vast majority of them come from Texas. And when Houston froze over and people died and it was terrible for that period, and they were off out of power. That was a huge blow to supply chains of certain materials. And I, I yeah, can't, petroleum-based, obviously. To some extent, and there's other raw materials that are based there as well. Yeah. So by January of this year, we had already seen soft lumber and building paper had already had huge increases, like 73 to 75%. And then now it's all the way up to like a, a plywood is up 85.7% from April of last year. Steel is at 67% increase. Plastics which would include all your PVC plumbing and that sort of thing is up 14 and wallboard is like gypsum board is up 12%. So I, it's no joke how high this has jumped. I remember I saw a joke with this guy standing on the corner of the street holding a sign. And instead it said, uh, make plywood cheap again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think that'd be a great, a, a great hat. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. You know? Oh my Lord. But, but uh, you know, 85%, that's going to really shake up a lot of these projects, which we were kind of initially going for, is that it not only has had an effect on the projects that are already started, but the ones you're bidding. And how in the world are these boards going to absorb yet another big hit? I mean, they have been hit with legislation things like the SB 326 inspections. They keep getting hit with material price increases. Now they're getting hit with, it just seems like the piece of the pie of the HOA, the slices are just getting, you know, hit more well, and more. You know, it almost goes under the heading of, uh, gosh, uh, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how'd you enjoy the play? Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, geez. So the other thing that we're really seeing with these big price increases 
is like the American General Contractors Association has written on June 8th, 2021, two days ago from the time of our recording here, the AGC called for an end to all tariffs on lumber and steel and aluminum in order to try to deliver some immediate relief instead of having any new restrictions imposed. And I don't, I do not want to go into politics at all. That's really, let me be really clear here. But the push for affordable housing is now going to have this bullwhip effect where they're not going to be able to continue on with the demand that's happening because the supply chain is simply not intact right now. So what is the lead times for goods and deliveries looking like on your jobs? What is it really, what's the reality for us? Well, you know, luckily, uh, you know, as construction managers, part of what we do is, you know, push things along. But luckily, we do have some really great contractors that we work with that stay ahead of that. When they realize they're awarded, they try to get ahead of it. And so we've we've been lucky and we haven't had too many, I wouldn't say real supply issues as much as that's not been the real issue. The issue is the money. You know, I mean, it's, it's, yes, it's harder to get stuff. Uh, yes, they're stocking less of, yes, all of those things are true, but does it mean shelves bare and we can't get anything nowadays? No, that I wouldn't say it's that bad, but it is tougher, <clears throat> but the biggest, biggest uh, two by four to the back of the head, no pun intended, well, pun intended, is the money, man. It's, I mean, we represent clients' budgets and they're messing with us, man. It's not cool. So how are you handling the jobs you're just getting ready to bid? Are you, do you put a contingency in there, a line item that's specifically just, you know, here's the line item for price increasing that's going to potentially happen. And if it doesn't, you get the money back. I mean, what are you doing for bidding? Boy, you're you're a smart one, girl. We have uh, some projects that have come in to bid and we used to, I, it's so funny. I want to say pre-COVID, but just back in the old days, it feels like uh, we would have people holding prices for six months, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we would do that because closed mouth doesn't get fed. And so we asked them to lock that thing in because sometimes it takes a while for our clients to pull the trigger on getting the thing off the ground. And sometimes they have to get funding and sometimes they have to, you know, there's reasons for all of that. And so we asked them to hold it for six months. Well, we had, to, we had to use our delete button on that one uh, yeah. <laughs> starting a few months back and we can't put that in there. So really we have a new line item in our bid uh, documents and one of them is, uh, you know, estimated duration, how many working days. And the other one now is how long can you hold this bid for? And they tell us we can hold it for three weeks. Well, there was a couple days in there where our lumber suppliers were telling us three days, call us back. You know, it was right. really that volatile for yep. for a minute. I've had um, things like that, like the trucks are rolling and, it, and the price changed on the way to the side, you know. <laughs> I'm not surprised. You know, one of the other things that uh, we've kind of seen out of this now, you said you're not seeing a lack of the supplies yet, but we actually have. We've seen where there was some waterproofing materials that there were getting letters from our suppliers telling us, hey, you won't be able to get plywood by until 
um, after June. You won't be able to get waterproofing yeah. materials by the end of the summer. And now we just got notified that one of the large paint suppliers, that their super paint is gone. And yeah, I, I want think to confirm that, that. I, I can hardly believe that. The reason I can hardly believe that is because they're mm -hmm. a global company, but I, I want to check that myself. Well, here's the thing. They manufacture it out of Texas. And yeah, so it's not that they can't keep producing it because they're all working. Um, it's really just that they can't get large quantities because they're also one of the biggest suppliers for the housing industry as yeah. a whole. You know, they're, they're just uh, the largest right now. They're the Amazon of paint. So, yeah. That's so they're really struggling with, with managing the super paint, which is a exterior paint, right? A standard exterior that is really well used and, and uh, holds up well. So some reports that I've seen have said that by the end of the year, we should see the price corrections and that we should see some accessibility. And a lot of people think, well, just get everybody back to work. Why isn't it? You know, I don't, I don't understand the problem. Just open the mills and let her rip. Well, they have been, and they've been running 24-7. But they still, everything is still so congested up from the COVID situation, from the trucks that are trying to get it transported across the country. And, of course, now we're getting ready to face hurricane season again, and we're getting ready to face fire season again. So... Let's pray to God that we get a uh, break this year in all of those natural disasters that we've been plagued with. Yeah. You know, for the last few years, that would be really great. So another byproduct of all of this is that in the large commercial world, having these material slowdowns has now created a downturn in some of the construction jobs, mainly the trade types like, you know, think. PVC pipe fitters and that kind of stuff, mainly because they can't get the material to the jobs yet. Right. So these are the big ones. We haven't seen that roll down to the HOA world yet, but pretty much everything we've been seeing has been true to what we've been projecting and what our research has told us would happen. So I anticipate that we will see a little bit of a downturn in, in jobs, you know, just maybe in the next six to eight months. Although in my world, that is not the case right now. We're still trying to hire, and so are our competitors. So I don't, I don't see that as an issue. All right. I will tell you that our, our clients as consultants, we have them in different stages. Some that are going out to bid, some that are in construction right now, thankfully near the end, so it hasn't impacted us. But in some cases, you know, I would say that they're going to, it's kind of like, why don't we pump the, if, it, if there's nothing urgent, let's just say there's no life safety matters involved in the project that they want to do. Uh, they, uh, in, in a couple of cases said, we're just going to put the brakes on until all of this calms down. So I do believe some of that will occur, in my opinion, just because I, you know, I'm dealing on the client side, uh, being the, the bridge to everything. So you are seeing work. people that are delaying their projects. I wouldn't say delaying it, but certainly dragging their feet. And uh, I haven't had any specific project yet that said, you know what, let's put the kibosh on it. I haven't had an actual direct cancellation, so to speak. But there's been, you know, there's <laughs> some hesitancy. Yes, I would say. We haven't really had a problem with any cancellations, but... 
what we have seen is some of the post-litigation settlements, the, the pricing jacked up so quickly, as we mentioned, that they're underfunded. And others put together the budget and simply, like we just mentioned, the prices went up so fast, they weren't ready for that change and are underfunded. I have one. Uh, would you like for me to, to tell a real life story? With some yes, because it is called HOA. It's a oh, true story. Oh, yeah. So. Okay. I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, wait, let, let, let's play like you're, uh, you know, the, the game show host, you know, Steve Harvey or something like <laughs> Tell them what they want. Um, no, so <laughs> so we have a we have a, a large project in the East Bay, Northeast Bay, that is substantial. The place was pretty torn up, and they've been picking at it for a while. And they uh, hired us to do a full analysis of the place. We put out construction docks. There's there was uh, a little bit of everything out there. Some site reciting of entire buildings in some cases. Some repairs and you know partial repairs. There was roofing, there were some roof decks, there's some balconies, and then painting of the whole place. The whole budget's pretty big budget, you know, it's like a I think a six million dollar budget. Here's the rub, besides all the other rubs, <laughs> and that is that it was a special assessment, right? And so that special assessment, you know, the bids were uh, done, let's just say late last year. And so we we as we always have, uh, you know present the budget and the board puts together and, and, and approves a final budget and all of that. And then they publish that to the homeowners and vote on it. Boom. It, 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 it passed. It was because they all know they, they needed help. And so, you know, off we go. Right. And the contractor now four or five, six months later is going gulp. <laughs> yeah, gulp. I bet. And so the real numbers on this deal because there's, it's all wood siding. That's the problem. It, it's not like we could change to a, a different siding material, lest it be inconsistent and ununiform with the rest of the complex. So we just, it wasn't in the game for it. So a lot of different things happened along the way. Uh, and we're still right in the middle of this, of course. But the contractor put together uh, what we as construction managers require is that, oh, look, we understand. We feel your pain. We watch the news. We're in the know. We understand, Mr. and Mrs. Contractor, uh, that this is a tough time. So what you need to do is document it real clearly. Tell us exactly, you know, you got to show us what you bid and based on and what it is today. And you got to give us documentation at both ends. Show us the difference. And we will present it to the board because it's only fair because we don't need to sink any ships along the way. This is a, we're all going to try to figure out how to get through this, right? <clears throat> That's so right. We, we, out of our duty to everyone, uh, present that to the board. In this case, those numbers were as high as $345,000 on about um, a two plus million dollar contract. So that's a lot of money, folks. That's right? a lot. And we did have a big contingency in the budget, but it, it, uh, it would really, really, really mess up the job. So, it, you know, imagine if they'd have to go back, right? Right after getting funding and passing an assessment, asking for more money. More money. And, oh. and, and, you know, the information package that says, please watch the news. I mean, you know, so what we've decided, we're working with the client who happens to be a really well-versed client who's been really, really collaborative with us and good partner. You know, it's really important to have a, 
active and, and involved partner that's working with you, right? Yeah. And uh, so this board president and I started thinking out of the box, and we decided to start with the non recited end of the complex to hold off on the material purchases and hope that it all settles down. That's a really great solution, but or at least an attempt, yeah, to yeah. try to help save some of the ships out there. Yeah. Put it. So we can keep going, but it'll be not as material heavy. So we'll, we'll do the increases in chunks based on, and we'll just hope that like uh, some of the stories I've seen that by the, by the fall or early next year, it'll all calm down. That's, I'm hearing stories that were, you know, that may just happen, but you know, I, I've been looking for a crystal ball for 20 years. I found it, so. <laughs> yeah. We don't have one either. Yeah. Uh, all we could do is do our research and do our due diligence and hope for the right. best. Right. right. But that's a scary one and we're getting through it, but it's, it's a slap, you know, it's a slap for the clutch. And you know, so everyone has to kind of like stay calm. <laughs> Stay calm and carry on. <laughs> yeah, and just work it through. And and uh, it's just a bummer for me and my team because we have to handle, you know, announcing That's a lot a of bad news, right? Scary. Yeah, it's a lot of fear for a lot of people. They're putting yeah. savings yeah. out there and whatnot. But, yep. well, if anybody would like more information, again, the article that we put out there was in the May 15th issue of CAI Basin Bay Area Communicator. And I think it was also published in the CAI Coachella Valley issue Correct. as well. So thank you for those uh, supporters in that, that regard. And we'll also be speaking on this topic at ECHO this year. So again, keep us in mind if you have questions about what's happening and trending with construction costs. If you want more information, please reach out to us at inquiry at gbgroupinc.com. Dot com, or you can reach out to Chris directly at www.siglercm.com. There it is. And that's our web uh, link. And then you can you can send, uh, it'll go to my business partner and I, Paul, to inquiry at siglercm.com. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. And we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for having me, Reagan. <laughs>